Hello, welcome to just another follower of Jesus Christ. This is Cheryl, and I'm happy you're here today. We're going to explore Acres of Diamonds. Years ago, while attending workshops to develop better insights on how to serve, I was there with folks from many different backgrounds, and our speaker introduced us to Russell Conwell, founder of Temple University. He was best known for his speech, Acres of Diamonds. This speech was the foundation of fundraising for the creation of the university. However, the story this speaker shared with us was not Acres of Diamonds, but the story of Johnny Ring. That's a story for the next post. Today, let's review Acres of Diamonds and seek the moral of the story for its applicability in our lives today. There once lived not far from the river Indus an ancient Persian by the name of Al-Hafid. He said that Al-Hafid owned a very large farm with orchard, grain fields, gardens. He was a contented and wealthy man, contented because he was wealthy and wealthy because he was contented. One day there visited this old farmer, one of the ancient Buddhist priests, and he sat down by Al-Hafid's fire and told the old farmer how this world of ours was made. He said the world once was a mere bank of fog, which is scientifically true, and he said that the Almighty thrust his finger into the bank of fog and then began slowly to move his finger around and gradually to increase the speed of his finger until at last he whirled that bank of fog into a solid ball of fire and it went rolling through the universe burning its way through other cosmic banks of fog until it condensed the moisture without and fell in floods of rain upon the heated surface and cooled the outward crust. Then the internal flames burst through the cooling crust and threw up the mountains and made the hills and the valleys of this wonderful world of ours. If this internal melted mast burst out and cooled very quickly, it became granite, and that which cooled less quickly became silver, and less quickly gold, and after gold diamonds were made. Said the old priest, A diamond is a congealed drop of sunlight. And then the old priest told Al-Hafid that if he had a handful of diamonds, he could purchase a whole country. And with a mine of diamonds, he could place his children upon thrones through influence of their great wealth. Al-Hafid heard all about diamonds, how much they were worth, and went to bed that night a poor man. Not that he had lost anything, but poor because he was discontented and discontented because he thought he was poor. He said, I want a mine of diamonds. So he lay awake all night and in the early morning sunlight sought out the priest. He awoke that priest out of his dreams and said to him, Will you tell me where I can find diamonds? The priest said, Diamonds? What do you want with diamonds? I want to be immensely rich, said Al-Hafid, but I don't know where to go. Well, said the priest, if you will find a river that runs over white sand 
Between high mountains in those sands you will always see diamonds. Do you really believe that there is such a river? Plenty of them. Plenty of them. All you have to do is just go and find them. When you have them, Al, then you have them. Sorry, Al Hafid said, I will go. So he sold his farm, collected his money at interest, left his family in charge of a neighbor, and away he went in search of diamonds. He began very properly, to my mind, at the mountains of the moon. Afterwards, he went around into Palestine, then wandered on into Europe, and at last, when his money was all spent and he was in rags, wretchedness, and poverty. He looked upon his life and didn't find value. He said that Al-Hafid's successor led his camel out into the gardens to drink, and as the camel put its nose down into the clear water of the garden brook, Al-Hafid's successor noticed a curious flash of light from the sands of the shallow stream, and reaching in he pulled out a black stone, having an eye of light that reflected all the colors of the rainbow, and he took that curious pebble into the house and left it on the mantel then went on his way and forgot all about it. A few days after that, that same old priest who told Alf Hafid how diamonds were made came in to visit his successor. When he saw that flash of light from the mantle, he rushed up and said, Here is a diamond. Here is a diamond. Has Al Hafid returned? No, no, Al Hafid has not returned. And this is not a diamond. That is nothing but a stone. We found it right out here in our garden. But I know a diamond when I see it, said the old priest. That is a diamond. Then together they rushed to the garden, stirred up the white sands with their fingers, and found others more beautiful, more valuable diamonds than the first. And thus said the guide to me, were discovered the diamond mines of Golconda, the most magnificent diamond mine in all the history of mankind. He said that Al-Hafid remained, he said, had Al-Hafid remained at home and dug in his own cellar in his own garden instead of wretchedness, starvation, poverty, and death in a strange land, he would have had acres of diamonds for every acre, yes, every shovelful of that old farm afterwards revealed the gems which have since decorated the crowns of monarchs. Well, today is a good day to check in our own backyards for the diamonds of life that are right in front of us. Perhaps it's a good neighbor, a safe neighborhood, a stable family. The diamonds in our lives come in all different shapes and sizes, but are diamonds nevertheless. Won't you join me in checking your backyard as I check mine? Until next time, God be with you.